Welcome back to another episode of Failing Forward with Nikki Loesch. You guys, I am bringing on one of my life mentors, Mr. David Meltzer. If you haven't heard about him, he is He's a master in so many different things. He went to law school, graduated. He was a sports agent who I'm sure you guys have seen the movie, Jerry Maguire. It was actually inspired by the sports agency that he was a CEO of, uh, Lee Steinberg. And he is now currently the co-founder of Sports One Marketing. Funny story, when I was doing B2C and B2B marketing in Los Angeles, his company sports one marketing actually tried to recruit me and then i started looking behind you know who's the man behind all of this and there comes david Meltzer. now fast forward a decade later we work together on breakfast with champions i've been listening to him and his trainings on fridays and this man is just he's a man of heart and a, a man of energy and soul so i'm going to bring his story to the table today but let's just give a, a little quick background and who david Meltzer is we already mentioned that he's a sports agent. His life's mission is currently to empower over 1 billion people to be happy. Okay. David has been recognized by Variety Magazine as their Sports Humanitarian of the Year. He's been awarded the Ellis Island Medal of Honor. He's also an executive producer of Bloomberg and Amazon Prime's television series, Two Minute Drill and Office Hours. He's been highlighted in many books and many TV shows. I know a lot of you have definitely heard of The Secret. You've heard about Think and Grow Rich. He's been highlighted in many different editions of that. But, you know, his heart is really to help people feel happy and to feel better. And he does that by empowering one person to then go out there and empower another person. And if he can empower a thousand people to empower a thousand people to empower a thousand people, he will reach that goal of 1 billion. Mr. David Meltzer, welcome to the podcast, my friend. What a great introduction. It's fantastic to be here. Anytime we have an opportunity to help people and to empower them, as you suggest, to make a lot of money, to help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. Three key ingredients to the pragmatic world of happiness, as well as tying it or reconciling it with the spiritual realm of happiness, two different currencies, money and faith. Amen. And we're going to definitely be diving into that spiritual world today because I know you're a man that knows how to move and deal with energy. But before we get there, let's talk about the trials and tribulations that you've gone through to get to where you are today. I know a little bit of your story, but let's start from the beginning. How did it all begin? Well, I began with a lot of love and a lot of poverty. So I had an extraordinary mom. Uh, my dad left when I was five. So my mom raised six kids. She worked two jobs, packed my dinner in a paper bag so we could eat. Uh, she was a second grade teacher and filled up turnstiles at convenience stores with greeting cards. And But I have you know, no lack of love, uh, both from my mom, my grandparents, my aunts, my uncles, and my siblings. But I did have a keen interest in being rich. I thought the only thing that was missing in my life, the only victimization of my life, the only area of scarcity in my life, of a world of not enough was always money. And the only time there was anything of unhappiness, or I call it interference now, was because a car broke down or my mom was worried about feeding us or clothing us or sending us to college. Um, but, you know, I look at that time in my life because it was a period of motivation. And I know this show is about failing forward and understanding that. And motivation is very important, but it's a lot different than inspiration. See, motivation always got me up, got me back up, got me started and got me restarted. Um, but I didn't live an inspired life when I was young. I lived a very motivated life. 
And so I got my butt kicked again and again and again in my life, uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, uh, and all the lessons that I've taken from that led up to one, you know, great world of more than enough. But uh, the lessons weren't just in the realm of what other people would think of failing forward because I had great successes, you know, in, in my childhood, I got a scholarship to college. I played football in college. I got into a great law school. I graduated law school, all of these great things. I also was abused as a child. I also, you know, was very poor. I had a lot of ego issues and things that I had to deal with, but nine months out of law school, I was a millionaire and a lot of people would say, oh, that's a success. Uh, but I consider, you know, my first economic success, the first time around where I made over $100 million uh, by the time I was 32, uh, that was failing forward. Uh, because failing to me is learning the lessons. I call it leaning or learning forward now. So I was leaning and learning forward at a faster pace from 24 when I made my first million and bought my mom a house in a car to all the affirmations of, money does buy love and happiness because you know i ran samsung's phone my first exit was 3.4 billion dollars in 1995. i ran samsung's phone division by 1999 the world's first smartphone i met lee steinberg who hired me not just because i was a lawyer and a sports guy but hired me because of my technological background and so not only by 30 my mid-30s was i a multi-millionaire but i had access to everything that billionaires could afford you know going out first pitches, standing on, you know, sidelines at Super Bowls, things like that, that nobody else had access to. And I had the money and I had my dream girl, but I wasn't happy. And so although people see when I lost all hundred million dollars is the time about leaning or learning or failing forward. To me, the real period of leaning, learning and failing forward was from 24 to 34 when I had everything but I didn't appreciate what I had. In fact, I took for granted not only what other people were wishing for, but I, what I had wished for my whole life. I love that so much. And I want to highlight one thing that you said. You made your first million nine months out of law school. You were a multimillionaire by your mid-20s. You were doing these incredible things and you, you were able to actually get out of a lot of these successes, right? Like that's the ultimate goal of all entrepreneurs is to become an investor, to build a business, to sell that business, to get into that role of investing and having your money working for you so you can gain back freedom time. But you, you mentioned something that your motivation was always money. And some people might look at that like, oh, that person might be very greedy or that's the wrong motivation to have, but it's your heart and what you were looking to do with that money that I think is really, really important to highlight. So can you speak about what motivated you and your mentality about why that was your primary motivation? Yeah. So my motivation for money when I was young was initially to help my mom and then it was to help everyone else. Um, so although I had the right intentions, I went from living in a world of not enough where I was a victim, things happened to me, to a world of just enough. And this world is interesting because it's a zero sum game. Uh, every time I won, somebody in my mind would lose. Uh, and so I constantly wanted to give everything to receive back. So everything in my life was a negotiation, a trade in a zero sum game where there was just enough of everything. And that when things were taken, other things would be given and there was just a mathematical zero sum to what I was living in. Um, and so for the more money I had, the greater worth I would have, not just economically, but the greater spiritual worth I had or energetic worth that I carried. So my bank account 
or the winds economically were always dictating my self-value. And I had to learn lessons or fail forward or lean forward in order to effectuate the understanding of the world of more than enough, of infinity and limitlessness, of what now is a value add game, uh, where I talk about three things. Um, and I'm gonna use my mom as an example because she's more the stereotypical mother in this respect. Uh, when you appreciate what you have, it grows, it adds value to it. To acknowledge what we have, to acquire true knowledge of what we have, we have to lose it, give it away, have it stolen from us, manipulated from us. It needs to be removed from us. Um, and what's left when we acknowledge what we had, we give it away or it's lost, is a bigger space. And that bigger space is created not by it taking away, but simply the universe is constantly expanding. So by appreciating what we have and losing it or giving it away, we actually have expanded within the context of the universe expanding. Now, here's where most people fall down. With that new expansion, under the guise of not enough or just enough, they don't ask for more. So the new expanded universe dissipates, dissolves, et cetera. So take someone like my mom, who never felt comfortable or worthy asking for help, never felt comfortable or worthy asking for more, because somehow in her own energetic and genetic inheritance, somebody else would be losing and it wasn't a philanthropic or humanitarian thing to do. She ends up uh, 80 years old and she's my hero, by the way, dissipating and dissolving and disappearing her health, her wealth. And the outcome is exactly as most people's outcome who uh, put their attention and intention on what they don't want, what's missing or not enough, that put their attention and intention on the coincidences of scarcity, she ends up exactly where she didn't want to be, which is relying on other people for her health, her wealth, and still remains outside of the worthiness that she deserves. So what I teach people and what I learned or leaned forward or failed forward in was not only appreciating what I have, and I'm the king of gratitude. I will tell you that you got to say thank you before you go to bed. I have a 14-day gratitude challenge that has millions of people participating for you. I years. was one of them, and it was incredible. Nice. <laughs> and it works, but appreciation is one thing. Acknowledgement is easy because everybody loves to give or everyone has lost. And so that's easy. But the thing that people are missing is this idea that we don't live in the world of not enough or just enough. We live in an abundant world of more than enough. Therefore, it is your duty, your responsibility. This is your absolute existence to ask for more. The greatest resource, and remember, source is the knowledge of there's something greater than you that loves you more than your mom loves you. Uh, and it knows everything and everyone. It's omniscient, all-powerful, and all-knowing. But you are not a resource unless you wish or ask for more. And I find it unbelievable that people don't ask and they end up manifesting or attracting or allowing what's missing, what they don't want or what other people want for them out of good intentions of not asking for more themselves because they're living in a zero-sum game of not enough or just enough. I'm trying to empower people to utilize values and daily practices in order to effectuate a world of limitlessness and infinity, a world of more than enough. 
Amen. And you talked about something that just spoke to my heart and something that I'm very passionate about what you focus on increases, right? Where your energy flows is where you're actually going to be growing in that space. So if you're always focused on fear, you're going to be living in fear. If you're always focused on scarcity, or if I give this, I'm not going to have enough to pay my bills. I'm not going to have enough to do all these things then you're always going to be living in that state of scarcity because what you're focusing on, you're driving your attention to your energy to is just going to manifest and expand in your world. I have a little bit to add to that as well, because I even created a new nuance of what I call the mathematical formula of luck. What I pay attention to or focus in on plus the intention of think, say, do and believe equals the coincidences in our lives. But there was a component missing that I've, utilized in the last few years that have accelerated the process of allowance of assumption of attraction and that process is elevated or escalated by the way that we feel so not only should we focus in on pay attention to what we want not what other people want what's missing or what we don't want not only should we think it say it do it and believe it but we need to feel it, feel what it's going to be like to own that home, feel like what it's going to feel like to have a mutually beneficial, loving, intimate relationship with your dream boy or girl, whatever, feel it. Cause it's already done. It's already done. See, you are already happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. I spent an entire lifetime trying to get happy, get healthy, get wealthy and get worthy when all I needed to do was understand I already am and figure out what I'm doing to interfere with it, not using the energy or free will to go give it. Oh my gosh. That's so beautiful. So beautifully said, I want to dive a little bit deeper into this whole quantum universe because you are the master of quantum. You are the master of energy. And I know you are a big believer in gratitude and meditation as I am. So I'm going to pass the mic over to you. How did you learn about this? Was it a book? Was it a person? Was it a, how did you learn about it? And talk to me about how you are utilizing it in your life today to manifest greatness and abundance. Well, first of all, I think everybody learns about gratitude the same way, and everybody believes in gratitude. Gratitude, by the way, is the only common denominator of all happy people. Some happy people are poor, some are rich, some are tall, some are short, some are fat, some are skinny, some are white, some are black, some are rich, some are poor. But every single happy person has one common denominator, gratitude. It is impossible to be happy without gratitude. And we learn gratitude by the time we're three, somebody tells us you should say thank you. Thank you for everything and appreciate everything, add value to everything that is in your life, the people, the places, the things. And the interesting thing is my journey was never about learning gratitude. Uh, the interesting thing that I learn and I teach now is about coherence of gratitude. And coherence of gratitude is two things, the ability to remember and to do. And if we remember what we want to appreciate and to actually do it, appreciate it. Now, I talk from expertise. I study physics, quantum physics, and metaphysics. I am on the Transformational Leadership Council with the greatest thought leaders in the world. Everyone from Deepak Chopra to Jack Canfield to Bob Proctor to Jim Quick to Mary Morrissey, and the list will go on and on of the world thought leaders. And all of them, not one of them will tell you anything other than the purest value of gratitude. But yet, considering all of this, by tonight, that which takes 0.1 seconds to do and is absolutely free, 
by tonight, half of us won't say thank you because of coherence. By tomorrow morning, another half of us won't say thank you because of coherence. Within three days, most of us will stop saying thank you, even though it's free, even though it takes 0.1 seconds, even though every scientist, thought leader, religious, spiritual philosopher that has ever existed will tell you the power of appreciation and gratitude, the ability to find the light, the love, and the lessons, the ability to fail forward, as you suggest, via gratitude. Even I, who I find myself to be a master of gratitude, will forget at one time or another to be grateful. I will find the ego, the minutes and moments of the need to be right, offended, separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, and angry, resentful and guilty, forgetting the life that I've been given by the omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source to have that light and to be able to liberate it, not with only within myself, but within others. I will forget to appreciate. I will take for granted the greatest gift that all of us share appreciation and gratitude and i will forget to do it and so what i have shifted my perspective and the paradigm is to teach people coherence first and then allow them to prioritize what's most important to them and where i lean towards or i have learned towards or failed towards number one gratitude number two forgiveness number three accountability and then number four, the ability to use effective communication to transition the motivation that we have, the ability to get up, get back up, get started and get back started into inspiration to live our lives, happy, healthy, wealthy and worthy and figure out what we're doing to interfere with it, to have the faith, the currency, the object of energy that we put into the flow that we are connected to and through the omniscient, all powerful, all knowing source. And we are a resource to distribute that truth, to liberate others, to empower others, to elevate others, and to celebrate others. This is what I do, the mission that I'm on, and the aspect of making a lot of money, helping a lot of people, and having a lot of fun just reminds, remembers, and recollects that money is a currency like faith, and it follows. It doesn't lead. I love that. And we're going to wrap it up with a key takeaway. Those of you that are listening, if you love this content, if you love this man's heart, his knowledge, there are so many ways that you can work with him. He has free trainings on Fridays. You can go ahead and actually apply for that. We're going to leave the link in the show notes for you below. You can also email him david at dmeltzer.com and you'll be able to apply and register for that as well. He has a text community, which I joined, and that's where I started the 14 day gratitude challenge. And you can go ahead and enter that. If you just go ahead and text 949-298-2905, I'll drop down the show notes for you as well below. And if you email him, it's david at davidmeltzer.com. You also will have access to his D Meltzer. Okay, perfect. Um, you'll get his book as well, but we're going to, we're going to leave this conversation with a powerful takeaway. Cause if you're listening, you're like, I want to be like this guy. I want to feel the energy flowing through me. And I want to feel this state of gratitude and abundance. Here's a key takeaway, David, what does your meditation practice look like? And what is the very first thought in the very last thought of your day? We'll end it there. <laughs> Well, I'll start with the second half of your question. The very first and last thought of every day is thank you. I say thank you before I go to bed and when I wake up. My meditation in my day starts differently than most. I have an unwinding routine. So my tomorrow starts today at 9 p.m. 
I put my body, my mind, and soul in a position of not only recovery, but also access. The meditation part of it goes beyond just the access that I have subconsciously and unconsciously as I unwind into the sunrise. I awake at 4 a.m. with thanks or great gratitude on my mind into theta meditation, T-H-E-T-A, elevating my vibration to be aware of more. And the awareness that I utilize is to access the information or the download that I've received in my process of recovery and access. I therefore, instead of most people, which makes me just so sad that most people go to bed at night and wake up more tired than they go to bed. They work up, they wake up like the myth of Sisyphus from Camus the Stranger. They push a boulder to the top of the hill just to have it roll down. They live like a tube, food in, food out. I each day through meditation and gratitude plateau and grow. Every day I start at a higher self, closer to my potential, utilizing that as a baseline to indicate where I'm failing forward indicate where I'm leaning and learning forward, indicate where my higher self is so that when I interfere with the health, happiness, wealth, and worthiness, I stop, drop, and roll and go back to the plateau and grow from there. Please, everyone, be thankful. Join me on the 14-Day Gratitude Challenge. Also, utilize the higher source. Be a resource. I'm here to be of service and value. In fact, my, day, my name, David Meltzer. David means beloved. Meltzer means servant. I'm a beloved servant of all. Email me, david at dmeltzer.com. Nikki, thank you so much. This has been so enjoyable. Let's do it again. David, thank you so much for your time. I know the listeners got so much out of it, and we just look forward to having you again as a guest. Everyone, take care, be blessed, and stay grateful. 